Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to season four of the Dead Parent Club podcast. And it feels very good to be back in it's, our brand new spanking studio. It is beautiful this. Basically, if you're not watching this on any social media or on YouTube, we are in what looks like an Ikea living room display room, doesn't it? It's <laughs> we very might fancy. be in the showroom. Yeah. <laughs> we um, might have set up shop in Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Even more exciting though than our brand spanking new studio is that for this episode we have Kat Hooker, as always, me, Emma Jones, as always, but we have a new addition. Kat, mm. over to you. Yes, yeah, so you'll either, you might see this on a clip. Um, or you might have possibly seen when I made a very small, brief announcement on Instagram a couple of months back, but I am with child, <laughs> heavily with child. We're talking eight months pregnant. Yeah, yeah. So hang on, congratulations. Thank you, Thank you. holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I speak on behalf of everybody in the DPC community when I say huge congratulations, because do you know what? It's something we've spoken about on this podcast previously. So much. Mm-hmm. We've, we've spoken about all the feelings around it because it's such a massive thing. There are huge celebrations, but we all know it can be tinged with sadness as well. Mm. It's one of those things like we've spoken so much about big milestones in your life and stuff like that. And like, you know, having kids is always one of those ones like, oh, we can't really talk from experience on that. So, you know, this is how we feel about it. But ah, now I'm like, oh, that is me. <laughs> I'm living it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you were shocked, weren't you? It was, a, it was a surprise, this? Yes, yes. For anybody that has the copper coil, beware. Yeah. <laughs> Don't always trust contraception. <laughs> Double that up. That is the moral of the story. <laughs> um, but you found out you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. How did you feel initially? Stonking scared. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just been one of those, you always have like a thing in your life where you expect it to happen at a certain point or in a certain place or when you're living somewhere. And I was just like... I was actually in my in my apartment by myself when I when I found out because I was just so no there's no way there's no way that this isn't going to be a thing and then I did the test and I was like oh my god mm. and honestly I think I I was like it was fear I think a lot of it and it was shock and then it was that whole who do I tell first <laughs> did your mind go to your mum in a way but more in a more in a way of because my my mum was a quite a strong Christian, quite a very strong Christian, and we were brought up in that household of no sex before marriage. Like, oh really? Yeah, very much so. Like I would always be like, "No, nah, I'm a virgin." <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, funny. Um, so so it crossed your mind with you thinking, "Oh God, I'm sorry, mum." <laughs> yeah, basically that. Like, oh shit. <laughs> like I've got a bit of a past because my brother's had had a kid, um, and he's not married to his partner either, but. 
it was it was one of them where I was a bit like, oh crap. But I was, and it sounds weird, but I was kind of relieved that I didn't have to tell her. Mm. But at the same time, I was like, who do I tell first? Because kind of, I didn't really want to tell my partner over the phone. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do? What were the next steps after that? Um, so the first people I actually called were my two cousins who have both got kids who have been like sisters to me since my mm. since my mum died. Um, and I've gotten really close to them. And I was just a bit like, I just answered the phone and I showed them the pregnancy test. And my, if you see my hand shaking when I took the screenshot and they were like, oh my god it was just yeah um, it was just unreal and it was all it was all just so strange after that sort of getting into getting into the car calling my partner to be like oh like my plans have changed today haha <laughs> i'm gonna come and help you on the house because he'd picked up the keys to a massive six-month renovation project the day before um and i had you kind of have all those thoughts on the way there and i was just like i can't believe this is happening to me when i've kind of thought about it for so long and it's actually it I'm here. This is my reality. Like it's yeah. You obviously have told your dad. Yeah. I'd hope. Otherwise, he probably knows <laughs> anyway. I don't even know if he would know it. <laughs> <laughs> what was his response? Because we've spoken as well on this podcast about your dad's illness, mm. um, which is ongoing. Yeah. And also, he'll be hyper aware that as a woman, you're now carrying a child without your mother to talk mm. to and turn to. Mm. So, what was your dad's response when you told him? I think dad, my dad was definitely shocked. We didn't, we had a whole kind of drama with that because I had the coil in. There was like a risk of um, an ectopic pregnancy straight away and then a really high risk of miscarriage, taking the coil out and all this kind of stuff. Right. So the first sort of six weeks were pretty high stress, traumatic. Um, but after we'd had a scan at seven weeks and we saw it still had a heartbeat and stuff, I thought, oh, you know, it's probably a nice time for me to go and, go and tell my dad because I had nearly a scan picture as well. We both sat there and um, Sean kept laughing because every time I went, every time there's a bit of silence and I went to say something, my dad would just kind of stop talking about something <laughs> else. And Sean was like, yeah, he found it hilarious. But Sean's then, your partner, not your dad, yes, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just ended up, well, I ended up being like, well, you know, it's been a stressful few weeks, um, but this is why. And he, yeah, he, he was genuinely, he was really, he looked like happy about the news. It, it, it was really nice. Um, but I know I've spoken a lot. On this podcast, like my my dad isn't the most sort of paternal kind of character. Like he won't sort of check in every week on like how's the baby. Like I have a running joke. I could rock up like a day before I'm due, like the size of a house, and he would just be like, hmm. <laughs> like wouldn't really realise. Um, so that's been I think kind of navigating that dynamic has been has been odd, um, and seeing how Sean's his family. Has reacted compared to like mine and stuff. Yeah. Uh, when you said that, then I put myself in your shoes and thought that could be potentially quite lonely at times, mm. an isolating feeling. Mm. How has it made you feel? Yeah, I think lonely's been lonely's been a big one, and also quite jealous of my partner because his mum has been like. Don't get me wrong; I know that the love that they're showing is also for for mm. me, but. Like his family is so engaged, and like his his mum's been like going out and buying loads of little bits and bobs. She comes back with nappies and stuff <laughs> all the time, and like she cried when we told we told her on the same day that we found out, and she'd had mm. to, she'd had a dream the night before that I'd gone to tell her that I was pregnant. Mine, wow, blown. yeah, crazy. Um, but everyone's I think it kind of everyone's just been very kind of asking kind of a lot of questions about it, and 
um, I think I've just felt quite, yeah, isolated from my family, I suppose, because I lived, I lived further away from mine and, um, my brother, like everyone's kind of got all their own lives and stuff. Like they all, they all care so much. My aunties and my cousins and stuff have all been like amazing, but it is having that kind of person to call and just kind of talk about the everyday stuff with Mm. that I've felt like I've lacked do you have a support network in terms of friends or people at work who have had children or that even if they haven't that you can lean into in in a way yeah like I'm, I'm a very open person so I will kind of put on to to other people but I think there's also that con- there's obviously always that kind of conception of oh, it must be the happiest time mm. of your life and like it's amazing and blah 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 and it is and I feel very the fact that I got pregnant whilst on the coil and I'm, you know, very, I'm happy about it. Like I feel very blessed and there are a lot of people that really struggle to conceive and it can be, mm. re- and it can be really tricky and some people don't want kids and end up being pregnant and it's a really hard decision to make as to what, what the right thing for them to do is. But I think it's just, it's just been somebody, like we always say, that will just listen to you, just talk about it and they're happy to do that and you don't feel like you're a, annoying them mm-hmm. but even with Sean I feel like I don't want to talk about the baby all the time because it feels like it's like I'm like am I being annoying talking about what's happening to me all the time I very much doubt that yeah. the father of your child <laughs> well, yeah. you don't thinks that you're being annoying by talking about <laughs> just every day I'm so big <laughs> <laughs> but how has that been because I'm putting myself again in your shoes and navigating the last eight months um, along with all the natural worries as well as the excitement there are so many nerve-wracking things that come with pregnancy how has that been for you genuinely your thoughts where's your head been at it's an odd one I think for so long because it was such a shock it just didn't really feel real and because I was kind of living this life that I didn't expect to live when I found out I was pregnant like technically living by myself still in my apartment because my partner was spending half his time doing up this house that he'd bought. So he wasn't kind of with me all the time. I'd kind of be walking around my apartment like, holy shit, Like this is not what I expected for my life. Um, honestly, I didn't, the whole missing my mum thing didn't really come into play that much. It kind of hit me a bit more the other day when I was sat, some of my friends have been asking me for like a, baby shower like wish list thing basically of like gifts and stuff like that and like asking me what I need and this kind of thing and I sat there in this I was in Glasgow with work last week and I was in my hotel room by myself and I was thinking what do I need (laughs) (laughs) and I was like I just wish I could just call my mum and be like what do I need (laughs) I've got I have got no idea I'm going in completely blind and I think that's part of the reason I also I have I've hardly bought I haven't really bought anything to be honest for the baby at all yet. And I think part of that is just missing having that person to kind of ask like what are the necessities like who wants to go out with you and buy it. Mm. And I probably could like get like my partner's mum and stuff to go with me and she would, but it's not really the same. Is it? So I think I kind of got a bit upset when I was doing that because I was like, I just wish she could she mm. could tell me, like, these are the things that you should be asking for. Um, and I am just, I'm got to that point now, I'm very overwhelmed because it's even stuff like packing a hospital bag and things like that and 
like the things that happen to you to your body and stuff afterwards and I've, I'm just like Ah. <laughs> do you think if your mum had been here you would have wanted her to come in to I, I know this is a personal question mm. but would you have you, you wanted your mum there I for example know if I were pregnant and my mum was alive mm. we had the relationship where I would have gone you're in this room with oh, me 100%. hold my hand yeah definitely yeah and then the baby arrives mm. and some people say, oh, it just kicks in and you just know what to do. Mm. Other people say, that's not true. Mm. And you never know how you're going to be. No. Such is the nature of life, literally. Mm. Um, do you feel like you're almost e equally nervous for that bit as you have been through pregnancy? Or if not more nervous, because then there's literally a physical baby yeah. depending on you to keep it alive out here in mm -hmm. the earth. I'm definitely, yeah, I've definitely thought when it comes to thinking about my mum and this whole pregnancy thing, it's definitely been more nervous for post-birth mm. without her than anything else. And I think part of that is because everybody around me that I know that has got kids has got their mums and their mums do so much for them, mm -hmm. like from cooking them loads of food and bringing it over being somebody, because a lot of their mums don't work five days a week, so they come around to the house during the week when they're by themselves and just somebody to sit with and talk to. And I'm just a bit like, because I've, I've now moved away from Northwich to Rosset, which is in the outskirts of Wrexham, so we're very close to Sean's family, but still over an hour away from any of mine. So it's kind of like, who am I going to sit with? <laughs> during the week when Sean's at work and I'm just sat at home with the baby. <laughs> like, who's going to come bring me And it's at dinner? that time where mm. you would have called on your mum because that's exactly. the relationship that you had with her. Yeah. And it's important to point out as well that, look, I know people who have children and their mums are physically here but mm. maybe haven't been the best to their children. Yeah. You know, haven't necessarily supported their daughters mm. through that. Um and that can be difficult That's as well. That's the type of grief in itself because yeah, you have an expectation, don't you? Of yeah. What, of what it might look like. You know, when they're physically here, but you lack that support mm. from them. Um, do you kind of plan for that kind of thing? Because again, look, I want children. So I'm putting myself mm. in your situation, which if I ever am lucky enough to fall pregnant, mm. I will be in your direct situation. Have you looked for any groups or is there anything out there that offers help for people like you? I feel like I've been in denial about it so far. <laughs> it's just been like, I'll just cross that bridge when I come to it. It's going to be fine. I know there are things like that peanut app. Have you heard about that? No, what's that? It, um, it connects. You can sign up to it and say you're like X months pregnant and you live in X area. It's kind of like a Tinder for pregnant mums. Oh, I love this. Yeah, yeah. And I bet it's nowhere near as toxic no. as <laughs> Tinder, Tinder, is it? This I'm is... six foot two and pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> um, I think, but I think because... Obviously, I've had all this kind of like um, not been settled in a certain place for so long. And we've only recently moved into the house like a week ago. I haven't really explored that properly yet because I thought oh, there's not really mm. much point. Um, but so, yeah, I'm going to try. I'll look at that and see. And then everyone kind of just talks about like generic baby groups that you can attend post baby. So I'm I'm hoping, in some ways, I'm like, it's probably quite a good thing that I'm pregnant whilst I'm moving to a new town, because otherwise I don't really know how I would have met anybody. Mm. Whereas the fact that I'm going to be able to go to baby groups and stuff probably means that I've kind of got people that I could 
It says a lot about us as adults, doesn't it, in this society, that mm. we'd, we'd rather have a baby <laughs> to help us socialise. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather move pregnant than not pregnant, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Um, has anyone asked you about how you feel about being pregnant without your mum here? You know what? I don't think directly, really, that they have. I, I suppose like my aunties and my cousins have kind of have acknowledged the fact. But how? Do you mind me asking? Kind of saying, oh, your mum would mm. really love this or like that we know it's going to be it's going to be difficult um so like we're here for you that kind of thing i suppose my friends though i don't really think any of them have kind of it's all kind of i think people don't like bringing that negativity into what is always perceived as such a positive, positive thing which is look i don't know how you feel about it mm. but if i were to ever fall pregnant I'd really hope that people would say to me, how do you feel approaching this without your mum? How, yeah. you, how do you feel? Scared. Definitely scared and jealous and just like sad at the fact that she's not. I, I, just, I just know that she would have been a massive presence in my life and in my baby's life. And I think it just, it sucks that that has been taken away from me my child and from her and just that that additional support I think will be missed massively and I kind of I'm scared that I'm going to fall down that rabbit hole of every any time that I feel lonely kind of thinking being angry at the situation mm. of well I wouldn't feel lonely if my mum was here because she would be here but that might not have been the case maybe I still would have had those feelings but mm. it feels quite natural and easy to blame it on her not being there than than mm. something else, I suppose. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you think when you do give birth in particular, and even now during pregnancy, has it made you reflect at all on, oh, this must have been how my mum felt. My mum carried me and then she gave birth to me. Yeah, yeah. There's um, there's a certain photo I've got of her when she's pregnant with me, probably mm. around about where I am now, a little bit further along. Um, and she's she's on the beach and she's just in this like pink sundress and she's got a hand on her belly and she just looks really happy. And I was like, oh, I really want to like replicate Re 
and recreate that photo at some point. Um, I know that she was. I know that she really wanted a, a a girl when she was pregnant that time as well. And I think she knew she was. I think she found out about my dad. Oh really? I'm pretty certain. She, I'm sure I remember her telling me that. Dad's had a mission, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she did. Um, so I think yeah, it does. It's, in some ways, it does kind of make you feel closer. But I also kind of feel she would have. I think she would have felt quite isolated in everything that she was going through because she. She couldn't kind of get out and about because she had disabilities and stuff. And I think, God, it, it makes me really admire her for all the time she spent at home bringing us up when my dad was, dad was at work because it must have been, yeah, a lot. It's really true what they say, isn't it? You know, you don't realise until you're older mm. exactly what your parents did. Yeah. And there have been so many occasions. Look, I'm, I'm childless. I, I've never given birth mm. to children. But there have been so many instances in life, even pre-children, where I think, God, mum, you were strong. Mm. When I do certain things or I've had to do certain things and she did them once upon a time. And I mm. think I never appreciated that as a child. No. Um, it's just life, isn't it? As you grow, yeah. you realise. We reached out to you guys on the Deb Parent Club Instagram asking for your comments about this. Yeah. And as always you we were inundated mm -hmm. so Kat if it's okay with you can I yeah. just share a few with you and get your opinions on them yeah definitely. okay okay so I mean there's so many mixed ones here by the way from people who have had children mm. and people who are yet to have children um a lot of people actually aren't sure if they want to be parents now yeah again you and I have spoken about this we kind of always did if anything yeah. for me it made me want children more Mm. You want to feel you? that connection. Yeah, to find that thing that I love you mm. unconditionally and you are everything and you're more important than anything on this earth. Is it going to fill a massive hole <laughs> yeah, in my yeah, life? Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting a lot of pressure on this yeah, child. Yeah. <laughs> Cover your ears, kid. <laughs> um, but I know for you it was the same, wasn't it? You yeah. always wanted children. Yeah, I think I, I really did. But not that, that, obviously the same with you, that doesn't come without its... Mm. apprehensions of the fact that oh god like will I be good at it yeah them? yeah and mm. um, Tyra got in touch and said I'm not sure if I want to now I haven't got my mum to confide in and it's mm. that it's exactly that isn't it that's what we've been talking about yeah um Kath says I refuse to become a mother now I don't want to put grief onto a child now I've got to be honest I think about this every day mm. every single day because I know I want children and I already grieve the grieving my children will do yeah. at a <laughs> death that hasn't happened yet for me. And you wouldn't even be here to see them grieve. That, no, but but because we know the pain of grief yeah. and how much it's changed us, mm. I really struggle with that um, every day. What mm. about you? A hundred percent. When I see things of like um, young mums that have died when they've got young children, like the the pain that you feel for those young kids and for the mum yeah, because you see it through the mum's eyes yeah. and you think it must be the worst feeling on earth knowing you're leaving your children behind mm. massively massively and you have so much it's you terrifying. want to do yeah i think i think it comes back to what we know from our experience of losing a parent at a young age is that life is so fragile and i think you know once you've had kids as well that fragility doesn't end if anything now you're kind of even more like anything could happen at any point and I need to 
do whatever I can to stop that and to protect them from that that do, pain. Do you ever find yourself breaking down who would look after the kids? Oh my I create God. hypothetical scenarios in my mind all the time and break it down. I'm like, yeah, but then if they died, who do they <laughs> yeah, go to? Yeah, who's going to go to it then? And like my kids are in mm. an orphanage and I'm like, what is happening? This is horrendous. I have thoughts of like my partner dying. Yeah. All, all the time. It, and, and how do you cope with that? How do you find peace with that or have you not? I don't think you necessarily do, but I try and like kind of last night we were just kind of sitting and just like looking at each other. <laughs> that's that's just how they spend their Sunday nights, guys. <laughs> um, but then I had this like sudden wave of like, you need to sit and appreciate this moment and remember what his face looks like because one day you might not, I mean, you might get home from work and he's not there. And and I, and then I said that out loud and he was like, can can you not? <laughs> But I, I was like, but it's... I'm with you. <laughs> I do this all the time with yeah. anybody that I love. Mm. I even do it with my friends. It's yeah. ridiculous. I try and remember the last thing they said. Mm-hmm. It's like, because just in case that moment happens. Mm. And like, it, what a beautiful appreciation it is to have that. that yeah. But you're right. People think you're an intense weirdo. Like, yeah. I do it with people. And I'm like, <laughs> and I know they're looking at me thinking, oh, that's cute, shut up. Mm, but he was like, I'm not going anywhere. And I'm like, yeah, because as we know, it's out of our control. Yeah, yeah. We know this all too well, Sean. He's in denial, though. Yeah. He's like, he's, I'm never going to die. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so basically, a lot of people kind of feeling that way. People saying, devastating, I'm shitting myself. Mm. I don't know if it'll ever feel like the right time and if I'll ever be happy to get pregnant. Mm. And I think that's a big thing because I know I feel it. And certainly, I think in part, that's because of my career. I am a, a freelance broadcaster. Yeah. So that comes with an element of you feel a bit vulnerable. You know, Yeah. we've made huge strides I think I hope for women um, in the workplace but I don't think we're quite there yet for yeah. everybody and so for you to be able to take the time off that you want to yeah. take off work and to feel be secure able. enough yeah. to come back and provide yeah. for a family then yeah um, it's a lot of pressure it is how how have work been with you Kat how's that whole thing <laughs> they were you? so shocked <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that I'd only been there I'd been there for about a year I think at that point um but yeah, to be fair, they have been, they've been, they've been really good, sort of. It's a very big business, and like maternity leave and all that kind of stuff is is actually really good, really good where good. I am. Um, I struggle with, I travel a lot with work and that. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was in Glasgow last week, I was like, I think this pregnancy thing is taking its Aww. toll. <laughs> like, I am struggling. Yeah, I'm ready now. Yeah, I'm to... ready to finish now. <laughs> I think another thing, and and actually this wasn't mentioned in the comments, but it's something that quite a few of my very close friends have recently given birth. And they've spoken about their changing bodies. Mm. And um, pregnancy is beautiful. Like, what a gift to be able to grow Mm. another human being. But I totally understand why when a woman's body changes, it can make you feel insecure or almost not like the person you were. That's where I feel as though I'd love to... um, be able to call my mum, you know, Mm. if I felt like that and say, mum, I'm getting lumps and bumps and all this kind of stuff and I know it's normal, but I just need to hear from you. Yeah. Have you felt like that at all? Yeah, I think I feel, I've felt felt like I've gone through the physical changes by by myself Mm. very much. Like I'm just seeing my body change every day and I haven't really got anybody that I would call and kind of ask ask that that about. Because my cousins are very much like, well, yeah, that's just it. That's just mm. what happens in pregnancy. But your mum would be very much 
I don't know, I think we'd just take that in a different a different way, I think. Listen and absorb it. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, I mean, I must say, you are glowing. The first when I saw Kat get out of the car, I was like, "Wow, you look incredible!" But the first thing you did, you kind of, you know, downplay it all, and mm. you're like, "Oh, I feel massive today," and that's just a huge thing that women carrying a baby yeah. feel because naturally, and it is so natural, your body changes, and you mm. genuinely do look incredible. Thank you. But I also understand you have a whole host of hormones going on in there as well. Yeah. And I love to cry. Yeah, but again, that's really natural. Yeah. And probably you'd pick up the phone and your mum would go, Kat, like, of course you're going to feel emotional. You're full of hormones. Yeah, it's and somebody to be able to complain to when everybody else is like, oh, it's so beautiful, it's so yeah. exciting. And they're like, actually, I feel like a fucking whale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heavy. It's sat on my bladder. Like, I need to pee all the time. <laughs> I need to pee all the time. Right, you're going to be, with that, you're gonna be even worse. Jesus. Go and see a physio. Get your yeah. pelvic floor checked quick. <laughs> it's too late. I'm past that. Um, but yeah, you want your mum there for the messy bits, mm. don't you? Yeah. Um, quite a few people who have had children as well got in touch with us on the Dead Parent yeah. Club um, Instagram saying like they had an overwhelming dread in pregnancy at the thought of mm. their mum or their dad not meeting their child. Mm. Has that, have you ever sat there and you know when you lose a parent, there are times, for example, I still do it now where I'll go, oh my God, she's dead. Yeah. And it hits me like a ton of bricks. Do you ever have that thinking about the baby? Yeah, massively. Is it goes back to that kind of thing we spoke about when like after you've given birth and you want that support. And I'm just like, it's going to be so freaking lonely not having her there. Like, it just sucks. And, like, I'm like, how are they going to... Is my child going to know enough about her? Like, I want them to know about her. But then I'm like, how do I even approach keeping her alive when I talk to them? Because they're not going to understand for so long. Um, Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it sucks. I also think, because I remember, for example, when I was a little girl, my nana would always talk about her mum and uh, Lily, she was called. Mm. And she sounded like a beautiful, wonderful woman. And my mum and my nana spoke about her with such great love and said she was the most amazing woman on earth. I now realise I could never truly fathom how wonderful she was because I didn't physically meet her. Mm. And... I have um, a niece and nephew, Toby and Tilly, who I adore. But I feel that grief when I think about them looking at a photo of my mum, for example. And no matter how beautifully we speak about Mm. our mum, they won't ever feel the depths of love that they would have felt for her had she been here and I struggle with that. The appreciation like to them, looking at that photo is a blip in time to them. Not a whole person. Yeah, and they'll never... They'll never be able to hear her say, I love you, or Mm. run in and pick them up, or kiss them, or babysit them. Yeah. And they aren't my children, but I adore them. And I grieve for that relationship that never existed. Mm. I grieve as much for Toby and Tilly, and hopefully my future children, because I know how wonderful my mum's love was and you know how wonderful your mum's love was and to know that they won't experience that is so nothing can make that feel better no it feels it feels cruel doesn't it I think yeah like a lot of people have said here like they feel like it's brought on a whole new layer of grief Mm. um when they've had when they've had children completely resonate with that and I think I think a whole new layer of grief is brought on at every different stage of our life isn't it yeah kind of it embeds itself across every single kind of life moment mm. that we have. But I think 
you know, if you, if your parent died before you had children, that is a huge milestone that you know you will hit at some point is starting a new life without them. And I think it's it's weird to have to approach that and adapt and find a new way. I think you have to find new coping mechanisms mm. and new, way, new ways to grieve. I think um, it'll be really important for us to do another episode um, when the baby's arrived mm. and you're in the flow mm. of motherhood to find out how you're yeah. getting on and if things have changed in terms of how you're feeling. Mm. Um, but if there is anybody listening to this who's just found out they're pregnant, what advice would you give them, Kat? To take each day as an individual day um, and to not kind of expect to feel excited and happy about the prospect of it all the time and giving giving yourself permission to feel angry and sad that the person that you wish you could talk to about isn't here and it's okay if you feel like other people aren't matching up mm. to who you want that person to be because in the end, end of the day nobody can fill avoid of the person that isn't that isn't there anymore um so I think it is kind of taking it a day a day at a time and as nervous as I am to have this baby and kind of go through those especially those initial first couple of months and stuff without my mum being there I know that those bad moments and those kind of bad afternoons are going to be a blip in what is going to be a huge blessing for me in in my life um so I think I need to learn I need to learn to lean on the people that I will have around mm. me at the time um and be grateful for that is there anything else that you want to share with us or that you want to talk about because we can ask you all the questions in the world but mm -hmm. we're not well I'm not sat here eight months pregnant so is there anything that has shocked you surprised you or that you just want to share with us um, I think we've spoke. I think we've spoken about a lot of it. I think the main takeaway for me, whether it's like kind of grief related or not, just generally, if anybody's listened to this and is 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 pregnant, is that it's okay to find it really tough some days, and you're gonna have moments where you're like, "Holy shit, <laughs> mm. am I actually having a child? <laughs> am I gonna be a good mum? Am I gonna be a good dad? Are we gonna get through it?" And I think like how you approach things once you lose a parent, there's also that kind of circle of life element where you will also adapt to bringing something new into the world as well. Um, and you somehow manage to figure your way through it. So that is what I am relying on and hoping happens. And I think the fact that my mum died has given me a unique opportunity to appreciate things a lot more like we've talked about. So I'm hoping I can pass that on to my future boy, girl, whatever it wants whatever to be. Whatever you may be. Yep. We have no doubt that you will. And thank you for always sharing so much of your life with us because that can't be underestimated. You give everything and there are so many parts of life that so many of us get to keep private mm. but you pretty much reveal all <laughs> you're like the molly may of the dead parent club world <laughs> oh, basically but, uh, her youtube video when she spoke about being um post 
part and of birth. That person. And about being constipated. Spot the person who's not the one here. <laughs> being constipated for nine days. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I died. And I could say right now the theme of the week is constipation station. Well, do you know what? Speaking of that, next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. No, but honestly, Kat, thank you. It's hugely appreciated. And I've no doubt that as ever, you'll help so many people by talking so honestly and openly about your life. Oh, and so. congratulations. Thank you. And congratulations to the most loved baby in the mm-hmm. world, definitely. Fingers crossed. Thank you, as always, for getting in touch and sharing all your comments and feelings with us. As always, you can get in touch with us on all the socials. Yeah, you can message us on Instagram at Podcast or email hello at deadparentclub.co.uk. We will be back again next Friday for episode two of season four. So tune in then. See you then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.